1: Them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. i you anything. Ah, 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 help. Help. Help me. Ask me. You can ask me because we all know I'm at home with nothing else to do. That's not true. No's productive. And I hope you're being productive too and staying safe and washing your goddamn hands and not playing pickup basketball. With a bunch of other sweaty dudes. Women can play basketball, too. Stay inside. Flatten that curve. You owe it to your country. Do you know also Emily's here playing basketball? Uh, on a friend's Instagram, she films these dudes at an outdoor basketball court that are always playing. And of course, they're in Orange County. They're like, but I've got money, so it should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just try not to be a selfish piece of shit, you know? It's hard for people. It's hard. I want to go. And I want, it's just so sad that my life, like now I get excited about going to pick up vegetables. I'm like, maybe I can stop and get a contactless coffee. Maybe I'll (laughs) brush my hair and see the sun once again.
0: Yeah. But we're getting through it. You want to do Do everything kind of at the same time. You're not going to go
1: out at this point for just a coffee, but if you're already out and about. At least twice a night, I get FOMO pangs and I'm just like, oh God, I want to go to dinner. I want to meet all the friends that I was too lazy to meet before.
0: (laughs) All three of my friends. Does it make you feel any better, like, that no one else can do anything? Because I like that. Yes, it does. I like it. I'm like, you know what? None of us are having a good time.
1: No one's having a good time, but, like, don't be fooled. Like, people are not sleeping on this. Like, there are people working And everyone's acting like, I'm just taking a minute. Bullshit. People are auditioning, writing scripts, making deals, selling shows, pitching shows. I understand the whole world doesn't work that way, but I am going to come out of this thriving. I'm not coming out eight pounds heavier and poorer if I can help it. So I'm going to hustle and do what I can, get sponsors, make podcasts, write scripts. That way I feel like I did something. All I ever ask for is a moment. I'm just like, I'm always like, oh my God, I just need a chance to catch up. And I wish the rest of the world would slow down too so no one gets ahead of me. And I got what I wanted in the worst way. I'm going to make it count. I'm going to eat this bag of licorice, watch 15 episodes of Mad Men, and then I'm going to make it count. Licorice? Don't you shit on my top of the cob. Don't you dare do it. Okay, okay. All right. Look, people got got questions. They got to get through this pandemic and we're here
0: to help them self-soothe. We appreciate uh, that everyone, you guys are continuing to send in questions. So thank you. It's nice. That we still- appreciate
1: that Um, when faced with nothingness, <laughs> you can muster up the courage to ask for some advice. Yeah. All right. Dear Eliza the and Baby abyss are, <laughs> Abyss of unproductivity. All right. What?
0: My next door neighbor has a dog that barks incessantly when it's in her backyard. Oh, our oh, houses are about 10 feet apart, but our yep. backyards touch her backyard yeah. is surrounded by an eight foot high wood fence so i can't see through it to try to make friends with the dog the dog is small mm-hmm. and has a high-pitched piercing bark she yep. lets it out every couple of hours and it barks his head off almost the whole time it's outside it has yep. to breathe after all is there a nice polite way to talk to my neighbor about her dog's barking she's nice we say hi and wave when we see each other but we don't have any kind of substantive
1: relationship thank you for the advice substantive um can I just tell you that it feels like my husband wrote that about our neighbors uh, and he's like sending it to me. They have a big dog though, don't they? Or is there a different dog than the one? Don't I'm get thinking? me started. No, okay. it's a different one. So okay. down the street, there's this house that's positioned in a way that it echoes mm-hmm. whoever's out there. And there's this guy that lived there and he had, they had this dog, they had like two or three dogs and there was one little one. There was like two big ones and a little one. Same thing. They would let the dogs out and the dog, it wasn't just barking, it was crying forever. Hours and it's the kind of gaslighting Chinese water torture where you don't realize that you're on edge until you snap and you're like, Oh my god, it's been like ah, ah, for hours. Yeah, we finally, when I realized, Oh, these people obviously don't care about their animal or don't care about the fact that the animal's sad and the neighbors, you know, I could understand a dog barking, but crying like pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah, we wrote a note just kind of and I let my husband write it because I come in very hot. <laughs> Um, and i I would like lie, and I'd be like, The police have come by and they're gonna take your animal. Oh, God. And you're just like, hey, we just want to make sure it's okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the guy and his wife split up because I haven't heard the dog since or it died or they moved away. I don't know. okay, Given that you have a relationship with this girl, I think it's worth saying something. She can't help the dog's barking, but maybe the dog's barking because she's not playing with the dog. You know, the dog's or the dog doesn't want to be out there, but you should say something only be like and put it away like, hey, you know, bring her a basket of cookies or something, and be like, "Hey, I sneezed all over these." Um, I just, I, it's so tough. It's so tough because people get so protective, and everybody thinks they're doing the best for their animal. Fuck. It's tough, but if the person, like I, before all this
0: happened, ran into the person who lives below me at the laundry machine. And she was like, "Oh, you know what's so funny? When you leave for work, I hear the pitter patter of your your cat just runs laps the minute you leave for a little bit." And yeah, that's I was "Insane like, though, the animal has to move, right?" So I was like, "Oh, uh, is that bothering you?" She goes, "No, no, no. I think it's very cute." And I was like, "Okay." I was
1: like, "Well, if anything does bother you, here's my info." Yeah, but you're a considerate person. I th- there's a version where this woman just has no idea because no one's ever complained. She doesn't yeah. know it would bother anyone. Yeah. Um. Maybe she's you- dead. My- advice is go gutless and write an anonymous note and it could be from one of any of the neighbors whose yards touch yours. Yeah. Uh, but there's also the version where you knock on her door and you just say, hey, um, I just, I wanted to make sure your dog was okay. Yeah. She'd be like, quote, and you'd be like well, she's crying. she be like, yeah. oh, that's just how mittens barks. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, it happens a lot and I don't know if she said, you know, I think there's a version where you can say it nicely and stand up for, it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but people get very defensive about the way they're raising their animal. You can't tell them anything. So be prepared for her to be a mega bitch. But as long as you go over there with the highest of intentions and the highest light and the kindest way, mm-hmm. then you know where you stand. I got a neighbor to the right of me. She said one horrible thing to me on moving day, hasn't smiled at me since. And, like, at least I know, like, oh, she's a monster pig and she can go fuck herself. Yeah. Once you've tried, like, then you don't ever have to interact again. But, like, yeah, that's tough. Because yeah. you share offense. So come over there as nice as possible. And if she writes you off, then at least you know you did the best you could.
0: Right. If she's a jerk, we'll we'll there we'll come up with plan A. Write B. us back. But plan A
1: is she, be nice. If she's a jerk, write us back. Give us her address on Google Maps. We'll send her something. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we'll send her something. A mm-hmm. nice thank you note. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot slash Eliza. I'm busy so I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious.
0: Eliza, greetings from Tacoma. West Coast is the best coast. Didn't realize you had an MF podcast till like three days ago. Ha ha. I swear I'm a true fan. Anywho,
1: my question is. What do you think? Your your crumbling career aside, your unnoticed achievements aside. (laughs) Anywho. Anywho. What do you think of
0: personality quizzes like the real kind, like the real kind, i.e. Myers-Briggs and Enneagram, uh, rip into it. Okay, peace. Hope you reply from your local mail carrier, Caitlin. Okay, so Eliza, nice. we have actually before gotten people to ask us to take the Myers Briggs test, and we'll do that when we really run about out of ideas because it's
1: like a hundred questions. But I've have you done taken it, it? I think. Yeah, it's because it's not like it's like you're an IE personality. Like they've got it's like weird INFJ. Names for them. J, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've done it. I mean. I have no problem with that. I think especially, you know, if it's like a team building thing or work thing, it's, there's always the way you perceive yourself. And then there's the way other people other people perceive you. And then there's a the way that people interact with, you. There's knowing your personality type and seeking out personality types that will be compatible. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be super outgoing and you're like, I want outgoing friends, but they might find you annoying because, you know, somebody wants to be HBIC. So I never think the quest of self-knowledge is a bad thing. I think women tend to do these things more because we're the ones that are like, I need to know my heritage, I need to know more, I need to know my horoscope, I need someone to tell me who I am. Yeah. Um, but you know, you answer enough of these questions, you might, if you're willing to receive the information, which very few people are, like mm-hmm. nobody wants to get their test back. Like you take a Cosmos sex quiz and it's like, guess what? You're a slut. And you're like, nah, I should have answered C for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's never bad if you're open to a real journey to learning more about yourself. It's part of yeah. growing, I, you know?
0: Have you seen that one that's been floating around the TV characters one?
1: I don't care about though. Are you a marker no, or No, it's not like
0: a BuzzFeed. It's like a more scientific where you like pick things and it gives you 88%. I don't know, but in my top five of who I'm like was Miranda
1: Hobbes. And I was like, no one ever wants that. No, but can I, let me say this. Yeah. Nobody wants, okay, for the longest time, and when we were taking these quizzes, we were younger. So everybody wanted to be Carrie. Yeah. Everybody wanted parts of Samantha, but nobody was as sexually empowered as her, which by the way, Samantha is just a gay man in a woman's body. No woman Acts like that. It, thats You'd be so riddled with disease. Um, and you'd be so lonely. Um, and Charlotte is too much of a goody-two-shoes, but she was very naturally pretty. So the idea is that Carrie is a combination of all of them. Yeah. But I want to be a Miranda. Everybody didn't want a Miranda because she was the least cute and she was kind of dorky and, you know, like, and she went to Harvard and, I mean, which is great. None of them had that education. But she was, like, this lawyer and she wasn't as naturally cool and she got cooler. Like, you saw her wardrobe get better, like, in the movie. Like, all of a sudden, like, they all just get these, like, crazy makeovers and they're all 100% themselves all the time. I do want to be Miranda because she is actually naturally pretty. She's got really light eyes. That go with her red hair, um, and she had her own look. She wasn't as glamorous as the others, but she's smart. She was the best friend. She was yeah. the most loyal, the smartest, the most driven. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the most human. What was I like, just? I um, I always have a Sex in the City rant in, the, in my back pocket. I knew you would be a lot lucky to about that. Nobody wants to be a Carrie. Carrie was selfish, and she was a bitch. Remember when she wouldn't get a cell phone, and she always chose men over her friends. <laughs> She was so selfish. Remember when she wanted money
0: from Charlotte? Because she bought, she was like $10,000 in debt. Yeah.
1: For your fucking shoes. Shoes. Manolo Blonde. And a lot of them were like ugly. And anyways, the point is you would be lucky to be a Miranda and have a friend that's a Miranda. Yeah. uh Uh-oh. Smoke alarm's going off in my house. Mm -hmm. Neighbor's going to come and be like, your alarm is really high pitch and it goes off for hours at a time. (laughs) Can't get it. I have a question. This is from Anonymous, not me.
0: I don't like Anonymous. Too bad. These people Uh, could be dead. I just saw the documentary over and over about the making of a Netflix special. I was curious on how it was being on an aircraft carrier. I am a Navy vet and spent three years plus two deployments on one. I was curious how civilians felt while being on one, especially people who come to do a show for us
1: on deployment. Thank you and love your comedy. When she first started reading, I was like, aren't you on one? Why do you need to tell me? Um, well, I will tell you this. The first time I was on an aircraft carrier was the Stennis in the Persian Gulf. And we did an arrested landing. Those of you who are in the military will know what that is. Um How about for the rest of us? uh, It's like uh, this, you're on these small planes. I want to say they're called, people are going to write in, they're called CODs or like SEEDs. Seventeens. That part of the military is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Not the battle and bloodshed. It's the memorizing of, like, letters and numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's where you're pl- you have this small plane that lands on the deck. It's an aircraft carrier that lands on the deck of the ship, and it's going so fast there's a giant cable that catches the plane and prevents it from going over. Yeah. Wow. It's either that or the cable <sighs> slingshots it. Okay. No, it's arrested because it stops it. Anyways, Stop it's it. this really yeah, cool yeah. landing, and you only have so much runway. Um... And I, we landed on this thing and we had to do a briefing with the captain of the ship. And I, even though the ship's not, I mean, it's moving, but it's not really moving. Like it's just kind of anchored there. I got seasick and it was really embarrassing because you're with all these people. You're about to do a show for thousands of Navy men and women. And I'm just sitting there and I can feel the blood running out of my face. And before, and I'm like breathing and I'm just, I'm like, don't you be a fucking piece of shit. Like, this is not about you. And I just kind of, like, took a step away. And, like, right on, like, the, immediately there was a medic there. They were like, we saw you. We saw your face. Let's yeah. get you to the bathroom. And I was crying because I was, like, embarrassed. You know, you don't yeah. want to make it. Like, all oh, this L.A. civilian. Like, but when I was on semester at sea, I also, like, I am I get a little seasick. So, but then I was over it. Got some Dramamine. And then the next time I did an arrested landing, which was on the Roosevelt. Roosevelt? Where the hat? Yeah, the Roosevelt uh, on this most recent chairman's tour. I was so terrified of being seasick that, like, I did all the things and I didn't get seasick. So it's super cool, especially when they open the airplane hangar giant garage door and you see out to miles of ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, And just knowing that you're getting to do your craft, like, in the weirdest place, in the middle of an ocean with all of these troops around you. So it was super cool. And that performance on the Stennis was the inspiration for doing uh, Elder Millennial on an aircraft carrier. Uh, we just had to find the right one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of them that are docked that are now museums that they run out for fundraisers, bar mitzvahs, military weddings, stuff like that. So we yeah. found one, had to find it in the right place, right time of year. Mm-hmm. And we found it in Alameda. It was freezing in yeah. January, but people came out, did yeah. the show. Made probably one of the best specials of my career. Pretty good. One, top five specials of my career. <laughs> top five. Thank you for your service. Hot, hot Navy number one.
0: Hi, Eliza and Check Emily. It. I've been such a huge fan of Eliza's first version of the pod as I am now. Generally just loved all Thank you've you. done and following your career. My question is, on a recent episode your bottom of the cop, was people who ask vapid questions when they reach out like, "Hey, how's LA?" I am generally mm-hmm. a really chill, fun, LOLer type girl, but those type questions bring out the murderous psycho in me. Drives me completely insane when someone asks, "What you up to?" because it feels invasive like if i answer honestly masturbating or taking a huge dump lol but saying something <laughs> generic like not much would be a lie also it makes me sound lame so how would you answer such questions is it too much to ask for people just start with a point like if you want to make plans then do so without asking the about a question and forcing me to think of a way to not give up too much info but also be cool about it All obviously right, take, take it <laughs> i'm not a complete obtuse of a human and i understand it's never that deep but this one, this is one mystery of life I have not been able to solve. So how would you craft a medium to cool reply to all those
1: unnecessary small talk questions, LOL? I mean, look, what you're talking about is you don't want to do deal with the pre-ramble, as a former boss of mine used to say, that leads up to it. Like, you want you want to have a man's conversation. You want to skip the chit-chat and have someone just be like, Friday, Staples Center, you in, see you, eight. Yeah. Um. It's just people, it's kind of like, hey, question. You know, it's their way of feeling you out. Sometimes they want something. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's just, it's natural in us. And it's hard because you don't want to come across as cold be like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Insert question, ask question, pregunta, aquí. So, you're a Spanish robot. So, um, I find, and I've been doing this, because I, I get irritated when people are like, how are you holding up in Corona? I'm like, I don't have it, so therefore I'm fine. Like right. I'm not dead. I'm not sick. Like I'm not dead. You haven't su- been
0: fired. You haven't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You would know if something were wrong. I'm sustaining and maintaining, and it's kind of. Then you got to be like, I'm doing. You know, just writing, keeping. It. And people are just being civil, and people are just reaching out. Um. That being said, I've been answering on like Zoom calls. on like meetings. People were like, "How are you holding up?" And and even in interviews, I just go, "Thriving. This is the <laughs> best thing that's ever happened." You and they always laugh. Feel free to steal it. Um, and it kind of makes it – puts it back on them like, how the fuck do you think I'm – I'm fine, whatever. Yeah. Don't ask me that. Yeah. So make up a funny thing. Or if it's a text, just be like, doing what I can, you. And then just put it back on them as soon as you can because yeah. they clearly texted you for a reason. Or yeah. you know what you could write back? Doing okay. You good? Because you good is kind of like, hey, do you need something? Are you okay? Yeah. You good – I mean, you good if you're having an argument is different, like why are you mad – but like mm-hmm. I find a lot of guys, right? Like you good? Like you're doing okay? Like is there something you need? Mm-hmm. So either say thriving or um, sustaining and maintaining. You good? And then they'll be like, actually, I need to borrow a cup of sugar. <laughs> Put it back on them quick as you can.
0: Oh, and this person ended it. I didn't scroll far enough. Much love to Tianfu and Gracie the
1: cat. No, Gracie only got a one shout out. No, no, no. Does she doesn't care? She no, she doesn't. Her. She doesn't yeah. care. No. Just sitting there with her chin,
0: judging. With her chin acne, yes. Okay. Hi, Eliza. First, thank you for being you and for always having the ability to make me smile. I have two questions. One. Janfu, get away from that. Come here. She's sniffing around.
1: go
0: One, I have forever been the go-to single friend when my coupled friends are having problems, breaking up, or the SO is out of town. I am a boyishly charming lesbian who has a majority of straight friends. And while I've been in the LGBT singles community for way too long, it is going harder to meet people authentically, especially when we begin to text and they discover that I am finishing my PhD as a clinical psychologist, I am almost immediately or inevitably ghosted. I've done all, and I mean all the dating sites since beginning in my late 20s up until two months ago. I'm in my 40s now, and I'm wondering if you have any suggestions of how to what? Meet
1: single people. You've been getting that PhD for over 10 years? No, I assume that's a new wrench. How is it that this many people know that a PhD means you're forever busy? If, if well, you said that to me, if I were a lesbian— <laughs> And you said that to me, I'd be like, that's cool. I'm talking to a smart person. I initially thought it was because of the clinical
0: psychology thing. And there are so many people that are like, oh, like when people say to you, like, oh, are going to put this in your act? Like, oh, are you going
1: to analyze me? No, I'd be like, oh, I'm not in a hospital. Clinical psychology is different than just seeing a regular psychologist. So I'd be like, that's not me. It not me. Hello, you're small. So, so what's- okay, dating apps are not working out. Right now, you really can't go out into the world. I mean, I wonder... Well, hold on. There's something, I think there's a bigger question here. You're saying you've been single since your 20s and you're in your 40s? Well, I think been in the community. So this
0: could have been like you're dating, then you're not dating, then you're not. Now, Well, okay, second part of the question, recently moved from Long Beach out to the valley uh, and single activities have been difficult to find. Any suggestions? Okay, so it's someone who's in the valley, uh, not in my part of the valley, like, Deeper. So it's not a big city. First
1: of all, to quote Cher's father from Clueless, everything in LA is 20 minutes away. You get get out of the valley. There's some really nice parts of the valley, but the valley's not the issue. You're saying I've been in the LGBTQ community for a while. Um, change up the scope of your community. There are new gay people every day, and there are new people moving to LA. You can't squeeze that when I'm talking. There are new people moving to LA every day. It's probably the number one city, the most transient population. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a friend like you, and they insist that they've met everyone online. It never goes anywhere. They know everyone. You don't. So I would get with a friend who loves you and maybe take another look at that profile. Oh, great idea. Are you putting out like a sort of defeatist vibe? You know, you should take that Myers-Briggs test just to see, you know, maybe you're looking for the wrong thing. Maybe your expectations, you haven't recalibrated them from your 20s. Um, Sometimes if we're single for a while, we carry kind of a chip on our shoulder. So I would have a friend honestly assess that and I would change up the way you're operating. You might have been going, you might be going to the same lesbian bar for the last 20 years without realizing that there's, it's a brave new world out there and there's so many other options. Now, I'm not a part of the LGBTQ community, although on TikTok, a lot of drag queens do my act. Um, So I guess that makes me part of it. Um, I would pick your head up. It's okay to be working on your PhD, but by virtue of the fact that you're asking and you're on the dating app means that you do have time to date. And I would go to some places you don't normally go. There Mm -hmm. are, I guarantee, since you started being gay, there are... Lots more bars and meetups and opportunities than there were when you first started dating. I think maybe you just don't know. So ask for some help.
0: Right. Ask for help. Also, you have a lot of straight friends. Uh, You're saying maybe they know another gay person.
1: But also, gay people don't just like hang out in Boys Town and like hardware stores. Go out with those straight friends and put on your little gaydar, you know? There's plenty of gay people all over. Yeah, some of them don't even know they're gays. You gotta sniff them out. I'm just saying, treat it like you're just out there trying to find people. You'll know if someone's gay, and I think it's. And also, the more you're focused on it, the harder it's going to be. So just maybe doing more things that open yourself up to meeting more people, mm-hmm. and just going out. I mean, whether you're gay or straight, like it is a, a game of playing the odds. It is quantity over quality. Like just going out. Some nights are going to suck. Some nights you're going to meet someone. So there's that. Yeah. Stay gay. Craig er- stay gay on a vacation. It's a stay
0: What? Craig Soto says, Hey, Eliza, I love your sketch show. Cashew albacore is hilarious and my favorite. Thank you for all your hard work bringing laughs to us all. I've Dingle been listening- dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I've been trying it at faster speeds. Have you tried doing this? I listen to your opening at 1.3 times speed and it's pretty awesome. Also, if you listen to the top of the cob at half speed, it's also really funny. Just want to pass along. Uh, Uh, you need a hobby
1: and uh, it seems like you found it Um, a lot of
0: people do this I've learned that they'll listen to podcasts at one and a half times I thought he was going to tell
1: me that I talk too fast and he has to slow it down now he's Um, speeding you up I totally get it. My brother made me install Marco Polo, and I find myself listening on two times speed. People tend to be a little selfish with their cadence, and that's actually a big reason I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, because it's a lot of you know, and me, and hearing myself talk. So here's the preamble before I get to my point. It's like watching a YouTube tutorial. Like, hey guys, it's me here, and I'm like, just tie your fucking shoes. Show me how to make a bunny ear loop. Yeah. Um. So I guess I don't really. There's no question. But
0: I well, uh, so you don't really listen to that many podcasts, so you're not listening to it on honestly I listen to speed.
1: lore and you don't want that faster because it's no. supposed to be scary and slow. Are you gonna listen to a podcast now that you know you can speed it up? No, I already knew I could speed it up. Okay. I don't I don't know. I, I get weird about incoming info. <laughs> I listen to him in the car sometimes with Noah, but that's about it. To tell him that he can
0: speed his podcast up. I think he knows. He's like a podcast listener. Get in twice the podcast. Okay, great. Now
1: everybody knows that they can make their time quicker with me. Thanks Good. a lot. Whatever.
0: Emmy Love X3 says, x 3 says... XX6, do it faster. I've been trying to be more selective and assertive in teaching people how to treat me. I feel the same way about the question of how many people you've slept with. Okay, so she's talking about basically questions that get asked in dating so she says was I too harsh in this encounter I started talking to this guy an hour ago on Hinge thought it was going okay then I got this question so this guy messages her and goes also I'm curious how many potentials are you chatting to ha 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 and she said um, no offense, but that's not really your business, as it's oh, not mine. How many you are? And he said, "None taken." Like I said, I was just interested. Also, I meant nothing by it more than how thinly spread your attention is. So, no problem over here. Are you okay? And she said, "LOL, yes, I'm fine. I'm just expressing my opinion." So she says, uh, "Thank you in advance for your thoughts. I'm loving watching Don't Panic Pantry with your Instagram stories of the baby Snow Peach." So, do you yeah. think so like? When people ask you a rude question
1: or something that you don't want to answer, I think it's fine to shut it down. I mean, look, everything gets obfuscated over text because unless you're a brilliant writer, it's really hard to convey tone, and that's why Mm -hmm. they invented emojis. But there is that thing. I saw this meme one time where this girl said something like, like when you're texting with someone and you can't tell if you're flirting or in the biggest fight ever. (laughs) And there is this weird underlying sort of contentious relationship that you agree to when you start texting someone it's very easy to get offended because if you were to verbalize it he could have said it in the sweetest way like so you know like you're so pretty like how many other guys are you talking to and she'd be like but it comes off as like question before i engage further well
0: and then the fact that he was like i'm just trying to see how spread thin you are it's like okay well that was exactly the reason
1: i didn't want to be asked that you know Right, I mean, it's to me, I took it as a compliment for a second. Like, oh, because she's so pretty, so many people must be talking to her. Or he's like, I just want to hedge my bets. The guy sounds really insecure. Also, I hate LOL. Also, I hate, like, are you okay? Like, you good? Yeah. I hate, are you okay? Because then it automatically puts you on the offense, on the defense. Yeah. yeah. Like, you okay? Because then you have to prove that you're the cool girl. And you have to be like, oh, my God, no, I'm so good. I'm so fun. Oh, just, my legs are open. What do you want to do? <laughs> um... I think that there's an artful way you can ignore in a sexual... I mean, here's the other thing. At the end of the day, like, he remembers, like, we're still trying to fuck each other. Like, this is supposed to be your coming off as attractive. He obviously is either not a great texture or just kind of a weirdo. I would just hard pass on that guy. Um, I mean, also, there could be misunderstandings. It really more is about, like, how quickly does he get over it versus, like, harp on it. Mm-hmm. What was the question? Just talk. I mean, I think that's it. Like Oh, yeah, I, passing. You're allowed. You're allowed to pass on questions. There's an art to being interviewed, by the way, you know, and my publicist and I talk about this. You answer the question that you want to answer. Now, granted, a journalist can't, typically they don't reiterate and go back. They're like, well, you're not really answering. They kind of just take the answer. Yeah. Answer the question you want to answer. Give as much information as you want to give. And if they pry any further and it makes you uncomfortable, you know, first of all, ask yourself why. But also, like, if they're not respecting you, then you move on. You're under I am no obligation the, to give this person everything.
0: I'm the rudest and most aggressive version of myself on dating apps. I'll just be like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to talk about that. I have no problem. Just I'm like, good, I hope you stop messaging me, and then that's one less person I have to reply to.
1: Cool. You know, sounds like your dance card is full. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so, of course, you never have to... There's Okay, there's questions that make you genuinely uncomfortable, and then there are questions that, as this new wave of feminism has taught us we are supposed to be offended at, Hmm. you might not be offended at him asking that. You might not be offended. And this is for everyone listening. You might not be offended by a guy saying, how many guys have you, that's an insane question. I'm just telling you it's a bad question. You know, I was talking about this the other day. I understand we're supposed to be kicking in dicks and claiming our land and asking for equal wages for sure. But like, if some like 50 year old dude calls me sweetheart, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. You decide for yourself where your limits are. Mm -hmm. So always ask yourself, am I actually offended or am I supposed to be offended? And, you know, if you let one or two go and you're in the name of being polite, because also he might be letting stuff go. You don't know what you're saying that could bother him, but let it go and then he starts to rub you the wrong way. You'll have your little sensors will go off, like, oh, this guy's a tool. I don't need to do this. But just be open, also be aware of the fact that you're over text, nothing's ever that great. You'll know. You'll have a vibe and you'll know. And then you'll meet him. You'll probably never meet him, actually, because we have our lockdown. Yeah. I'm just saying. Keep an eye out for your values.
0: Hi, Eliza, (laughs) Emily, and Tianfu. I know you are for cutting. I'm
1: Tianfu. I'm small. I'm Chinese. I'm a tiny Chinese. I'm small. Help me. That's her voice. (laughs) More please. I had a pork lunch. I'm full. I'm small. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) is like the only sound in my house. (laughs) When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like French. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California king. And Boland Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from and Branch. Go to bowlinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Boland Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: I know you are for cutting negative people out of your life, but what about when those negative people are your parents? My parents are mentally, emotionally abusive, blaming me for things I have no control over I, uh, e.g. loss of their job, younger sibling having a baby in high school, the list goes on, and getting upset with me for not becoming the doctor of the family so I could take care of them and they wouldn't have to work again. Nothing I do is ever right, and even though I'm graduating grad school in a few weeks, it's not good enough. Is it okay to cut such negativity out of one's life, even if it's their parents? I have talked She's to like, them about it's this. it's clinical
1: psychology. <laughs> and the, when I the... <laughs> do,
0: they get defensive and make me out to be the bad guy because they feel attacked. I have talked to others in my family about this, and they feel that my parents are stuck in high school and I should just deal with their immaturity. Thoughts? Sorry for such a long question. Can't wait to see you in Oakland this October. Hope it doesn't get postponed.
1: Ugh, me too. Uh, And they added,
0: I live on my own a few hours away. Uh, I wouldn't let anyone else talk to me the way they do. Just just because they're my parents, they get a free pass on negativity and feeling bad about the choices I make as an adult.
1: This is a tough one because I don't know the other side. I you I mean, know I'm here they hearing- sound
0: like monsters. Let's say they're monsters.
1: It's so hard for me to conceive of a world where your parents would be like that, you know. And this that's why I'm not a psychologist. A psychologist, I'm just a comedian who with a, an advice show. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are right, and you are these people are the monsters you say they are, then you just have to decide your level of engagement and what works for you. You're, they're your parents. So you will always, you cannot cut that cord You emotionally. You will always want to impress them. You will always want them to be proud. And you might have to take the higher road and know that their disappointment, you know, maybe are they, did they, are they high school graduates that like had a kid young and they're like, you know what I mean? Like em, emotionally still in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, some just because you have kids in a family doesn't mean you're an adult, no matter how old you get. Yeah. um, And... I'm sure that they're not disappointed in you. And I think it's kind of like they, they're pro- they probably are proud. They might brag to their friends about it. But if they really are this awful to you and nothing's good enough, it's clearly what they're saying is that they think they've let themselves down and they're taking it out on you. Mm-hmm. You just need to decide what level of engagement is okay. One of my best friends completely cut her one of her family members out of her life, cut her dad out of her life because of something very similar. She was like, it's exhausting. The wife's ex- like, it's always hurtful. And it mm-hmm. always has been, and I don't want this. So you'll need to weigh out the pros versus cons. Maybe you send them cards. Maybe you only, you know, you. we can't choose who are our parents, but we can choose if you engage with them and you're out of the house and you're off on your own. Maybe you try one more time to have that conversation and be like, I can't keep you in my life. Maybe there's a, a come to Jesus to be had. But if there isn't, you have to decide what you're willing to put up with. And you're under no obligation to keep up with them just because they're your parents. They're clearly not doing anything for you.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there's a certain level of, of training that can occur since conversations haven't worked. So like I have, I have a family member who who another family member is aggressive towards. So every time she goes over to their house, if they start acting aggressively, she gets up and she walks out and she says, okay, well, we'll try again when you can be nice. Right. So I know you're coming from a few hours is away. Is it you? No. Are you the mean one? <laughs> no. But if you are doing a phone call with them, you know, when they start doing something makes you comfortable, say, look, okay, you are making me feel bad about myself, so I'm going to end this conversation now, and uh, we'll give it another
1: try next week. I mean, there's also the version where you acknowledge that it's always going to be like that, and that's just who they are, and you hang yeah. up. But I don't disagree with you. I mean, we all do it. You know, I- I've definitely gotten off the phone when it doesn't serve a purpose. Would you be like, okay, thank you, we're done now, you know? Yeah. Um you're in charge of your own happiness, not them. And the sooner you take responsibility for that, the better off you'll be. Yeah. Assuming you're not lying to us, which I you might don't be. I think so.
0: Well, a lot of people lie. Lucy underscore N underscore Ethel. Is your Lucy experience Jews. being at home with Smokey Husky creating new material? I love my wife and she's usually so funny, but nothing is happening at our house. Nothing funny is happening at our house. You?
1: I think... I mean, of course, you, I, I don't sit down. I'm like, what's funny from this situation? Because honestly, when we all get back to doing stand-up, I don't know that we're going to want to talk that much about this. No, about being word. on lockdown like this. I also think trauma, and this is traumatic, what we're going through. It is a very slow trauma. Yes. Trauma is best digested and viewed with hindsight. You know, when you're going through something, it's difficult to assess it because you're still in it. It's only once you're done with it that you can look back, assess, compartmentalize, whatever. So sometimes you just got to go through it to realize. It's like when you have like a crazy night, someone gets in a fight. You're like, oh, this is nuts. And then the next day you reconvene. You're like, oh, my God, last night. Nobody ever during a crazy night is like, this night is crazy. Crazy things are happening right now. Oh, my God. Um, Unless you're doing like a toast. So I'm making different material. I'm working on other things. Other writing things that require more stillness that are maybe more serious, funny mm. doesn't go away. it just changes, but I you know the observations I had before Covid nineteen and after are probably going to be the same observations. so I'm not sitting here writing like all this corona material yeah um but I'll have some things to say about it, okay It's kind of one big wound we all share
0: why Lolo says I don't have. I don't know if anyone's asked you before, but I've wanted to know for a long time. What's your breakup plan this time? So, you know, before you had your, uh, what's my middle you know, the name? The parking cone? Yeah, so now that you're married,
1: how are you getting out of there? Oh, it's going to be in the night. He probably knows your middle name. It's going to be in the night. There's going to be a, a donkey rental situation, a suitcase of money, a fake passport, and that's really all I can tell you. Perfect. I'm so sorry. Perfect. I'm so sorry. That's all I can tell you. Crunchwrap perm. Oh, your soulmate. My soulmate. Wait, what's your what's your what's your slogan? Uh keep it supreme. Make it supreme. Oh, make keep it not it Keep supreme. it supreme. Money bags. All right, say it again. <laughs> keep
0: it supreme. All right. How to get started in comedy in a boring state like Oklahoma. Now, you get a lot of questions about comedy. I think this is interesting right now because Maybe you'll agree with me as I'm not the comedian, but it seems like a good time to
1: be writing stuff and putting stuff together. I don't, I mean, look, everything is always useful. This is a bit of like an incubation period. And it's Mm -hmm. tough because you can't get up and test it in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't know, my normal advice would be like, go to a bar, ask for their slowest night, start an open mic night. But you don't even know what bars will be around then. Mm -hmm. Start jotting down, just doing writing exercises for what's funny to you. Mm-hmm. What's funny to you? What makes you different? You know, a, a good way to start with comedy is like, here's who I am. And a lot. Of, that's why a lot of people joke about their families or their ethnicity or their parents, stuff like that, because like that's unique to them and they have their own perspective versus like, or you have very road observations about summer camp, you know, like, but what are the things that make you, you and make you different from the other guys on the lineup, the other girls on the lineup that maybe even look like you and just start to do an exercise. You know, you could even call up someone on Zoom and be like, can I read this to you? I mean, I've done that. With scripts and stuff. Um, So do that. But do the writing exercise. Ask yourself, what do I have to say? What makes what I have to say funny? What's my unique perspective? What's my unique experience? Right. Or you're just going to have a bunch of observations that you think are funny. You're just like a Stephen Wright kind of set up punch. And I mean, if you're that brilliant, you certainly don't need me. Um, But yeah, just do a writing exercise. Just sit down and write for 30 minutes. See what comes out.
0: No matter where you are in Oklahoma or wherever, there's going to be open mics when things open back up.
1: Yeah, but uh, Right now, that. I'm
0: seeing people doing virtual
1: open mics. So do a little research. <laughs> Look into Ugh, it. Woof. See what's in not your a, area. Not a great place to start if you've never done it because that is going to be a very empty reception. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. You got material to burn. nothing set in stone. Um, you know, a lot of times comics will go on stage and they'll say to the audience, like, what do you want to talk about? And, you know, you'll do shows where people just throw out topics. Mm-hmm. Maybe do that. Maybe just have your, like, have some friends be like, just give me four topics or look on the news and just pretend like it was you, like, you're the writer of the, of a monologue for the Tonight Show and look mm-hmm. at like six headlines and write jokes. See if you can do that. See I like what kind of that. writer you are. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it, but you could do it.
0: I mean, I think you don't really need to. I think
1: you right. I don't really need to. I already have a podcast. Thanks. Yeah, that's what you've been working towards.
0: Kick <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, Eliza and Emily, love the podcast. Thank Thank I have you so much. <laughs> I've been great friends with this guy for a very long time. Uh How we became friends was through a group of us. The group still hangs out all the time. Oftentimes, me and him will randomly hang out because we're bored or we will work out together. I've always only viewed him as a friend since dating within the group. Uh, By the way, this group is only four of us, but we are always together. Would be weird. It wasn't until my mom came to visit and we all went out together. And her comment was, if you don't think he's into you, then you are blind. I took mm-hmm. her comment with a grain of salt, but weeks after that, we had multiple out-of-town visitors, and we got asked multiple times if we were dating because we act like it. Here I am today looking looking at him from a different POV, and I can see it. I see how easy it is with him, and the past couple of weeks, I can't help but wonder what it would be like to be a couple. I just don't know if I should go there with him. I don't want to admit to him how I feel and have him shut me down, which could ruin our friendship. We both only have a couple of months left living in the same area together before we take on larger roles in our career. It's either now or never. Do I tell him or continue being friends and wonder what
1: if? Fuck yeah, you tell him. Yeah. You got nothing to lose. And by the way, this idea that it's a friend group, why do I feel like the other friends in your group are women?
0: <laughs> that I, it's I just, three
1: women and a man and yeah, like, we that won't it's, date yes. the one man. Uh, typically... A guy doesn't hang out with a girl unless he thinks there's a chance, typically. Um, And that isn't that men and women can't be friends, but, like, it's in the back of his mind. And, you know, here's a question. Does he, assuming the other two people in your group are women, and I'm assuming it's women only because, like, women have this, like, unspoken loyalty. Like, none of us will fuck him. Hands in. Put your tampons in a sword formation. Does he hang out one-on-one with those other girls? I'm assuming they're girls. It could be dudes, and I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, I, what? The fact that
0: multiple people have been like, hey, are you guys together? I, and, I, and he's at it's least like not he, disgusted by you. Like, I think if you brought it up, it wouldn't be a surprise yeah. to him. It wouldn't come out of
1: nowhere. Yeah, I mean, there's the version where you're just like a beast of a woman. He's like, I need a weightlifting buddy and she's the only one that can lift like a 50 pound, pound kettlebell or, or, or free weights over my head. Uh, she's the only one that can spot me. Um, but... I you got nothing to lose. And also, but first ask yourself, do you like him? Just because people are saying it, ask yourself yeah. if you like him, because God forbid he does like you and you broach it and he's like, I've loved you forever. And you're like, I don't know. So first assess how you feel. It your fuck your friend group, it doesn't matter. You even said you're on a new step and you're you're done with these people. Who cares? And a yeah. real friend would be happy for you. By the way, if you're friends, you can still all hang out. So yeah. I don't think there's any reason to not say it if you actually like him.
0: Yes. Because but there's a difference between liking him and being like, oh, yeah. I mean, we spend, we could just say
1: that we're dating and it'll be the same. Just make sure you are sexually attracted to him. Yeah. Because you don't want to – it wouldn't be right the other way, you know, if some guy was like, hey, do you think I'm – do you like me? And you're like, I do. I've just – I've been so attracted. He's like, all right, cool. Just making sure. Later. Right. Late's Heading to the gym with the other two chicks. <laughs> So I can't tell from this how you feel, no. but maybe you do like him. <sighs> so get drunk, give a little mouth kiss, and see what's what. Mouth kiss. Okay. Mouth kiss. Also, secret dating is so fun. It's even hotter. Like, don't tell Jenny and Jibby that you're secretly dating Clop, <laughs> that you plop and clopper a couple, and then that's kind of hot. And then your friends are like, we can't believe you didn't tell
0: us. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. Hi, Eliza, Emily Tofu, Smoky Husky. It's just us. My boyfriend and I are quarantining separately because he is still working. I am a student. Therefore, I am completing my degree online. What a way to end senior year. LOL. Oof. I am back home with my family while he is still at our house in a different state. This obviously hasn't been ideal, but since we're long distance for over two years of our five-year relationship, we're making it through. My question is, our five-year anniversary is in two weeks. What can I get him to make this somber anniversary a little bit less lonely? I feel like I've already gotten him every gift under the sun. We're thinking about doing a Zoom date, but I really want to get him a thoughtful gift. Any suggestions?
1: Send nudes. I, I wonder if, if you
0: send him like, if you get him like Pretty Postmates hot. or something, you guys get food from the same spot and then you eat no over way. Zoom. Send nudes. Well, and that too. Yeah, but send that's
1: naked pics, and then uh, give him a, a virtual lap dance. Uh, I don't know anything about you or that dude or what he's into. I can tell you that for my brother who lives in the middle of nowhere, I sent him like an Omaha Steaks care package Mm-mm. for Kansas his birthday. City steaks, whatever. No one needs to know. I did
0: the cheaper one. No, it was just that they couldn't. Um, Omaha steaks cool. was
1: taking too long. Cool chorus in the background, fucking up my vibe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that is the tough thing. Noah and I have our anniversary coming up and for a second year it's cotton and I'm like, cool, here's some underwear. I think, I don't know what kind of couple you are, but also a handwritten note from the heart about what you love about the person mm-hmm. is so meaningful. Everybody loves hearing things they love about themselves. Noah's written me one of or two of those and I keep them in a drawer. Um... So that's really doing something sentimental like that. But then also, like, yeah, does he live with some dudes? Does he live somewhere, like, sending him something special, like lobster tails or something that he couldn't get otherwise? Yeah. You know what nobody ever wants are, like, coupons for hugs later. Like, one free <laughs> blowjob. Like, cool, something <laughs> that I can lose that you won't honor anyway. Yeah. Or if you've quarantined, I know no one's going to like me for this. If you quarantine for the appropriate amount of time, truly, that means you don't have it. You could drive to see him.
0: No, let's not Look. encourage people to do that. What about Look. one of those things where people do like a jar and they write on a little note, like a bunch of nice little things, Aww. like little
1: things I love about you and then you totally. can take one out a day. Yeah, men love that. He's totally gonna do that. He's totally gonna go to a mason jar every day and take <laughs> out a piece of paper. That sounds like something you wouldn't give your sister for a gift. It's great. <laughs> it's really it's really great, Emily.
0: I still like my idea that you both get food from the same place delivered and it's fun.
1: She's like, and then you zoom me in and tell me where you're ordering it from and I eat
0: with you. (laughs) Keep it supreme. (laughs) I do get DMs about what people are ordering from Taco Bell
1: and I enjoy it. Anonymous asks. You you could also bake him cookies and send them to him. Yeah. Just make sure you wrap them up real good. Yeah, real good. Wrap them in like a white powder and then put it in in an envelope and don't label the envelope. And put one razor
0: blade in there. I was doing an
1: anthrax joke? Remember anthrax?
0: Duh, 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 duh. I am dying to know if you all have watched Tiger King yet and what your thoughts are. Everyone is talking about Tiger King. Do you want to give your quick takes?
1: Yeah, quick take. Uh, more people watch Spencer Confidential than they did Tiger King, so that's something you well, need to know statistically. Good because Spencer Confidential doesn't have animal abuse. Um, right. I was gonna say. Well, I hit mark one, two, two. <laughs> um, look. I, there's something in me, maybe it's a comic in me, I get very anti very quickly. I did not want to watch Tiger King. At the onset of this epidemic, I watched it because people were like, you gotta do this, and I love a documentary. It was a great documentary. It was, I mean, who knew that this world of people existed? The fact at the end, the point that they make about how no tiger's been helped really got to me. It is really sad, the killing of the animals. This guy, what you've done is you've made total trash famous. Yeah. Um, We've just made stupid people famous, and everybody's involved, and- Nobody actually cares about the tigers. Um documentaries no, for, me, for it's Carol. Like, but she killed her husband, for sure. Yeah, but she cares about the tigers. Okay, but Carol Baskin murdered her husband.
0: No, um, that he was involved in shady, like, drug deals. He was definitely just killed by
1: someone. Carol Baskin 100% murdered her husband. No, she didn't. Oh, my God.
0: He was involved. He would go to Argentina just at random times to, like, sell and buy illegal animals. He definitely just got killed in Argentina.
1: She murdered her husband. If no, by she, killed in Argentina you mean on her property, she murdered him. Then no. yeah, she, he was killed in Argentina. Okay. Carol Baskin has been smeared unjustly. Do you see a little bit of yourself in Carol Baskin? <laughs> is that what this is? The, <laughs> hey, the cool love of cats, cats and kittens. Hey, cool cats and kittens. It's me, Carol Baskin. Um, that's it. I, I'm not interested in like the new episode. Like I just I digest trash like that and I move on. I don't yeah. need to spend my days making memes for it. I tend to, I don't like to be told what I should be obsessed with. I watched it. She killed her husband. Uh, the fact that he was gay, even though when you look back, you're like, oh, of course the dude with like all that jewelry and eyeliner and like flamboyant clothes, but just the all the straight dudes that were on meth, like that just got so weird. So it was a great documentary and yeah. I'm done with it now. And we move on. I watched Showing it all. And
0: then I went to Joe Exotic's Instagram and- Why does photo. he have an Instagram?
1: He's in prison.
0: A photo that is, it was old photos. And a photo that has since been deleted was of just a hot dog bun with ketchup and mustard in it and no hot dog. And just like, times are tough. And I was like, oh boy.
1: He's the worst. He's just a total narcissistic megalomaniac. <sighs> that um, toothless all man
0: has teeth now. The best part of that documentary, Wait, the toothless guy's uh, teeth. He's like dentures or something.
1: Unpopular opinion. What? He looked better without the teeth. He, I, yeah.
0: I mean, he Thank was. You.
1: I don't disagree. <laughs> the worst tattoos I've ever seen. And. Uh, he just seemed so sweet though. <laughs> well, he's very stupid. And very wow. stupid people typically are sweet. That's why it bothers me when people are like, oh, have you met Susan? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That. Oh, she's so sweet. I'm like, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer was sweet. Like, it's easy to be sweet. That's like bare minimum decency. Yeah. Oh, they're nice. I'm like, is that the qualifier? For having someone I, in your life, they're nice. I did Told love that woman. Was nice. Whatever. That woman that was interviewed
0: on her very comfortable looking armchair that had gotten the boob job for that one guy who had who had like left and now just has a normal life and a normal family. And they went and they interviewed her
1: for like 10 minutes want, and she was. I don't want just... her with anymore. I don't care. That's what that's all what right. I think about it. And you know all what? Right. I bet there's a billion Tiger Kings out there with like all people in their weird, like um. Was it Fistful of Quarters? Mm. Donkey Kong, King of Kong? Remember the oh. Donkey Kong documentary? Every world has their weirdos that make it go round, and they tapped into one that was intense and insane. But, you know, I'm sure there's that in the world of competitive fly fishing and taxiderming. And yeah. I watched that one on competitive creative dog grooming. It was really boring. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That being right. said, I also... Okay, whatever. Kick it.
0: What? You're done? Yeah, kick it. My yeah, question yeah, yeah. my mm, my question is about the stay at home order. My boyfriend and I bought our first house about a year ago, and we lived across the street from a long-term care center for seniors. We love our neighborhood and all of our neighbors, but recently, a new group of people moved in next door, and ever since the stay-at-home order began, they've done everything they can to violate it, having larger block parties right on the street, right outside our house, racing their cars down the street and doing donuts. They've left skid marks on the sidewalks, smoking and drinking, etc. This goes on all various hours of the day, recently until 1 a.m., Part of me is worried that they aren't practicing social distancing right outside a senior center. And the other part is super annoyed that we can hear their super loud music and yelling from every yeah. corner of our house. We've introduced ourselves so they know we are right next door. What can we do? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks.
1: I don't know where you live, so I don't know what the laws are. It seems like most cities are doing this unless you live in Michigan where it's just like martial law, dogs with guns, people losing their minds. Yeah. Um I would call the cops. Yeah. I just would. I I lived a while ago in a neighborhood that was like promises up and coming, but it was just garbage. And I had horrible neighbors who had zero respect. We didn't, it wasn't a nice neighborhood, but like I, the people that lived there, some of us took pride in where we lived and they didn't. And yeah. they were just there. Uh, I'm not saying if you rent an apartment, you don't take pride but these people by any means. Um, But these people clearly didn't own the building and it was a cheap building and they just treated it. They treated their neighbors who also lived in the building with no respect. They just came and went. One guy Mm -hmm. would leave his window open and like just clearly deal drugs out of it. And they were just horrible and it was loud and it was awful. And there there was a building of largely Latino single moms who lived across from me. And, you know, you'd think about not only me being annoyed, for sure, as a homeowner, but, like, here's this, like, they're vulnerable, and you're mm-hmm. just acting like a fucking animal with all of your gross friends. I called the cops many times, yeah, not to get anyone put in jail, just to, like, show them, like, hey, we are a neighborhood of people that care about where we live, and you can't act like that here. Yeah. Um, I would do that. I would call the cops and hopefully they come. Hopefully you live in a neighborhood where cops respond. Call Um, the
0: non-emergency line. If you Google for your city, there's always, don't call 911. There's always like another number you can call. And it might, it'll take a little bit to be connected, but,
1: but, you know, then you're not kind
0: of wasting resources. Also,
1: you know, if you have a call log of the times that you've called, maybe those people don't own the home and maybe you can complain to a landlord or something. You know, we have a house in our neighborhood. It's this really big house that some random dude who doesn't live their bought, and he was renting it out to someone who was renting it out for parties. Oh, like yes. garbage people. And we're talking like 20 year old, like people that have no respect, like young people parties. And here we pay all this money to live in this secluded area that even my Postmates driver can't find. And there would just be kids smoking cigarettes, just treating your neighborhood like trash. And at a certain point, I know it's like not cool to be vigilant, but we, we have like a neighborhood association. We don't live in a gated community or anything, but we got them to stop their parties like enough of the neighbors were like this is not okay if yeah. enough of you band together then they will stop
0: look for either the local next door next door is like its own website and app or also sometimes there are facebook groups for the neighborhood and i bet you you will start seeing other people talking about it and usually there's always like one self-appointed kind of Captain, and they may have a police officer's number who they reported to directly. They may know who owns the house. They may, you know, there are if you call the cops,
1: yeah, if you call the cops enough, that person will stop. They're not like, no, I need a party. Once they see, like, this isn't cool. Plus, by the way, they're probably doing a bunch of illegal shit anyway. And once they see that, like, cops do care, Mm -hmm. you know, they're probably just young and stupid. But I still learned to respect my neighborhood when I was young. So, yeah,
0: okay, good. Okay. Top of the Cob, you ready?
1: Yeah. It's the top of the cob. we are doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I said it already, but my top of the cob, my top of the cob, uh, and maybe it's because I've always been a fan of this. My top of the cob is black licorice. I know it's like an old lady candy. I love Good and Plenty, and they don't have it at my local store, um, and I don't get to go out that much. So when we do go for provisions, I buy this bag of panda Black licorice. And is it salted? No, I'm not like oh. a Norwegian maniac. I have had like uh, Scandinavian black licorice. And it's like chewing on Satan's toenail. <laughs> like it is so salt. It's so painful. I like how herbaceous black licorice is. I like the slight anise of it. In my mind, it's like a healthier candy. There's like, there's only a couple ingredients and all of them are sugar. Um, I just love non on a bag of black licorice. Little licorice chews. I just love it. I it's um it's very satisfying. Okay. And it feels more sophisticated than straight up candy. Not that I don't love sour patch kids, but my store doesn't carry them. Yeah. Think of all the bags that I didn't take from fans. Just wishing now. That's my top top of the cab.
0: Uh my top of the cob is I I'm not a big drinker. I'll have a drink, like if I'm out and about. But I've never decided, seen you have a drink. Well, when are we like out and about? I have drinks. I when invite I come you to, your, to parties. No, you I don't. have drinks at your functions.
1: Poor Emily but, was the only one. All my bridesmaids shit the bed, and Emily had to like help me with my dress at my wedding. <laughs> Thank God you weren't drunk.
0: No, I probably had one like nice cocktail there. Yeah. Uh, but I decided that I wanted something to look forward to that was fun and I'm not that much of a cook. And so I made my own strawberry daiquiri and did it come out good? Meh. Was there still a whole frozen strawberry in it? You betcha. But it was like a fun, I put on yeah. a bad movie and I had a little frozen slushy drink and it was I a like nice, that. it was a nice Friday because there's really no delineation of like week and weekend now. But I was like, okay, it's like 7 p.m. Friday. I'm going to totally. kick back. And it was just, it was a nice change of pace. Oh,
1: I have another top of the cob. What? You can do I, it. Well, it's a top and a bottom. Okay, I'm going to do a okay. double, double edition. Okay. My My bottom of the cob that I have is so sad yeah. to stand on my couch. Uh, I will, my bottom of the cob is this, you know, we were watching Mad Men. We watched like four episodes a night and it makes drinking really appealing. And I used to be a pretty good drinker and Smoke Esky and I would go out and vodka sodas and all of our friends were. And I don't know if it's because I'm afraid of getting, of becoming overweight or not that, or I'm afraid of feeling gross or I'm afraid of headaches, but I can't drink. It's not even so much that I can't drink the way I used to. Like even one drink and my head hurts. Mm. And a little bit of wine, I'm not, I'm having to come to the conclusion I'm not a wine drinker. And I actually go to bed afraid I'm going to feel like shit the next day. So I'm like, I used to be so good at drinking and now I'm sad because I'm like, what do I do? And I don't really smoke weed. That being said, my top of the cob Friday night I have an appointment with RuPaul's Drag Race and I sit down and I put some oil on my face and I take out my gua sha stones and mm-hmm. I sit there and I just gua sha on my face for like mm-hmm. two hours and just think about RuPaul's Drag Race. Sometimes I put a little bit of, yeah, that's it. So yeah, might have a sip of something. Last the other time I did vodka with all, all olive juice, but then I was like, ah, my head. But yeah, the little ritual of treating yourself at the end. I don't do it on a weekday, but like on a Friday night, just as like a treat because you can sleep in on a Saturday. Well, I can. Yeah. You can. I got work to do. Are you going to do real, your, real, your real bottom of yeah. the My real bottom of the cob is there is <laughs> – I have a very nice couch, leather couch, and there's a mystery stain on it. And I've ordered special CPR leather cleaner. I have put baking soda on it, and it's still there. You got to try uh, vinegar next. That's the thing is like, it's a nice couch and you don't want to try something that's going to make it worse. You do it underneath to see what it does. Okay, fine. We'll talk about this offline. Okay. What is gross is that it's a perfect circle and it's exactly where I would sit and it is not from me. And you look at it, you're like, oh, someone had an accident and it wasn't me. And I wonder if it's like the dog's butt juice or did she like squeeze her paw and enzymes came out. I don't know, but it's gross. You cannot hide it. You cannot flip the cushion because it's one it, big piece. Does it have and, a smell? No, I smelled it. It's not pee okay. and it's devastating. Yeah. Because I'm gonna, every time I have a party, I'm gonna put a blanket over it and people will be like, oh, what happened? No one's gonna wanna sit on that cushion, even though it's fine. I'll sit on it. That'll be Thank my you. spot at your parties. You're like, that'll be my forever bottom of the cup. My spot at your parties. She's such a good soldier. All right, what's yours? <laughs>
0: I learned something upsetting this this past week with the night I had my daiquiri. I got fun Mexican to go food from
1: Postmates, Wait, and I learned where'd you get it from. You can't say Taco Bell if it's if no, that's not, okay. No,
0: it was like a real place that I love, but was it Don Cucos. I, yes, it is Don Cucos. Yeah, it was Don Cucos. Uh, and oh my god, I got because I love. I haven't been there in so long because that's like really only a sit down place. But I got it. But I also got queso fundido, and I oh, thought boy. queso fundido was queso dip with chips,
1: but it's not. It's just a lump. Well, by the time it got to you, it was it had congealed.
0: Oh yeah, I just got a congealed lump, and
1: I you was just so got a stick sick. in the microwave. Is
0: it? I was. I thought. Yes. I thought it had turned out that it was a different food, and I didn't know about it.
1: No, I'm pretty sure like a part of Mexican well? culture isn't serving people lumps. <laughs> yeah, not not a lump, but like two. Oh. No, it's just, no. I think queso bondito cheese with meat in it, I think. I think I got mine with not.
0: Mine didn't have meat. I don't think it had something else.
1: I think you just had to heat it up. And it's weird to me that you didn't. So you (laughs) just eat like tepid cheese? No, I just didn't. I
0: just was like, oh, this isn't right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's what happened. Well, um, I've
0: learned something. My
1: bottom of the cop is that I didn't know any of this. It's like a Mexican cultural exchange. You're like it's like speaking Spanish. I'm learning about other cultures. You know that we call Tianfu Don Cuco, right? Uh I guess I've heard that. Yeah. I've never been to Don Cuco's, but I've passed it. And the joke <laughs> is cause she always has her cookie, it's her Kuko, and she's Don Cuco. Anyways, that's a whole thing. It's a
0: nice there's two of them near me and they have a good burrito. They're like they're like the kind of Mexican place you go in. It's like red vinyl seats. You get chips yeah. and dip. You get like a big margarita. Oh,
1: so like a Mexican restaurant. Totally. Any Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Got it.
0: But it's not like a
1: Sharky's or a, you <laughs> know. What? That's not a Mexican restaurant. Or a restaurant. Restaurant, It's definitely not Mexican. Um, She's Don Cuco and the amount of people that'll be like, I live by there. It's great. Alright, well that's a fun. Well, now you know. Now I know. Uh, you can always reheat your queso fundido. You don't have to eat it in its gelatinous, tepid, tepid state. <laughs> I okay. Know. Well, this worries me. That's the show, you guys. Keep writing in your questions. We'll post more things on the Ask Eliza Anything account. Write in. Let us know. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't be a problem. I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened.
0: Drumsticks! Get your drumsticks!
1: Nutty, sweet drumstick! What luck! One drumstick, please. Here you go. Uh, this is hot and made of chicken. I
0: want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick sundae cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks! But that Get line is chocolate. three miles long! Oh, well. Another day, Another drumstick.